So one of my coaching students is a lady named Wendy Baki. She's a really, really cool person. She's A, she's a great wife and mom. She's ambitious. She's a go-getter. She has really done well in the realm of multi-level marketing. Uh, her company is called Yoli. And she's one of the leading producers in the Yoli community. And they do such a, a cool job of providing you know, health products and not just products, but transformational information that change lives of their people. Um, I came to meet Wendy through a Bo Eason event and then she started coaching with me. And one of the things that I worked with Wendy on was telling her story, uh, sharing, building her story and sharing her story, her rooftop story, that story that inspires people to follow you up ladders into the darkness, even when they are skeptical in the beginning, that makes that deepest human connection and bridges that gap, the origin story, your backstory, your personal story. I call it your rooftop story. That get, the story that gives us the best sense of who you are as a person so we can follow you because that's what we require as humans, right? Before we make a decision, we've got to make sense of things and we've got to know that we can trust the person across from us. So Wendy and I were working on her story. Now, her rooftop story is pretty darn compelling. Her husband, Shane, who works in construction, uh, she and her husband had gone through a hurricane in Louisiana. And it was a rough one, right? It was a rough hurricane. And it, this was at a time when the market had already crashed in housing. You know, there were already a lot of challenges. And then a hurricane of all things came through and literally flooded their home in Louisiana. And she said she can remember ants floating in the water, right? And all of these things floating inside of her house. And it devastated them. They had small kids. It really put them back on their heels. You know, Shane was struggling to find work. They ended up moving back to Iowa where they, where they were from and, and they had to start over. And, you know, Wendy really worked hard on this story and she didn't want to tell elements of it, mainly because she doesn't like talking about herself. She's so humble and she so worries about everybody else that it was difficult for her to talk about herself. She felt like, you know, it was, um, it was not, it was not showing the kind of humility she likes to show as a leader. And so there was a reluctance to tell the story, as I often see with the most strategic leaders. The leaders who have the most powerful stories, the ones who often say, I don't have a story, are usually the most compelling. And Wendy was certainly no exception here. But she did the work, she trusted me, she dug in, and she birthed her story. And I will tell you, when she stood on the stage and she told it, she absolutely crushed it. And what she ended up doing was she served so many people who, guess what, were in the same place that Wendy and Shane were in when they came out of the hurricane. Only these people had had financial struggles from other issues, from other things. But they found the connection point to Wendy and Shane through that period of struggle, through the story that was so challenging for Wendy to birth, but yet when she did it and she had the courage to share it, People located themselves in Wendy's story, they found her to be relatable, and they followed her. And that is the power of birthing a story. That is the power of rooftop leadership and narrative competence. So our theme this week as we go into our second month of narrative competence 
is birthing your story. It is a hard process. It's called birthing a story for a reason. Now, granted, I'm not the leading authority on birthing, obviously, right? But it is a challenging, challenging thing, and it comes from within us. And that's why you'll often hear authors and creatives call it birthing a story, because it's hard. It's painful. It's not something you want to do. It doesn't feel good oftentimes when we're doing this. It's hard work. It's deep work. And again, you know, had Wendy not gone through that process, it, her story would not have been as compelling and as connective as it was. You know, birthing a story is not easy. It requires generosity. It requires you to tap in emotionally to the miles that you have run and the struggles that you've been through so that you can make yourself relatable. It requires you to be transparent in many cases, to be authentic. Um, it requires you to reconnect, like I said, with that emotional struggle. Um, and, and it must be done in the service of others. If we tell stories just about ourselves for the sake of talking about ourselves, it has the opposite effect. We can't watch it. People just dismiss you right out of hand as arrogant and self-righteous, right? So it has to be done in the service of others, and it should be purposeful. Stories, when you birth them, should serve a specific purpose. That's why that deliberate effort is so important. That's why it's so important to do the work in the dark that allows the story to flourish in the sunlight and make those deep human connections for you. Stories are born in the tell. Many people think that just sitting down and writing is how you come up with a story. That may be true in some cases, but oral storytelling, right? High stakes storytelling, life and death storytelling, those are born in the tell. You can write for a few minutes, but it's when you get on your feet. Am I right, Wes? It's when you get on your feet that you tell that story that it starts to come alive. Even if you do like I do here in my backyard, I talk to the trees back there, my stories start to come alive. So why would I go through this process? Well, it's like Doc Diego says, who is uh, one, of, one, of, one of my uh, assistant coaches in the rooftop community, is stories can own you or you can own your story. That's the choice that we have. And when you own your story, you can own your life and you can own the room. Right, So it's worth that birthing effort. So I thought what I would share with you today uh, is the format for the hero's journey. You know in the last episode we talked about the hero's journey as a powerful storytelling structure. Well, that's, I'm going to actually give you the structure. So as you start to develop your own story and birth it, you have a great structure. The hero's journey, basically, so if you take Wendy's story, well, I'll go back to it in a second, but basically the hero hears a call. A pivotal moment occurs in the hero's life. The hero is in this normal situation. The hero hears a call, right? A pivotal moment occurs. And then the next step, the hero reluctantly, reluctantly answers the call and then goes on a journey into the belly of the whale. There's conflict and struggle that ensues as the hero works to overcome that struggle and get to their goal, right? And then along the way, the hero will likely meet a guide and the guide will assist them in that. And then the hero will come home, return to the home shore, changed, having learned something about the world or herself, having resolved, and maybe didn't even reach the goal, but changed. And it's that change that makes the story so powerful, that offers resolution. Now let's look at Wendy's story in this context. The hero, here's a call. What was Wendy's call? It was the flooding of the house. Her situation that was once normal, where her husband was doing contract work, you know, and they were living in the house of their dreams, now turned on its head by this horrible flood that ran them out of their house. The hero reluctantly answers the call, 
what does she do? She moves back home, right? She moves back to Iowa. She didn't want to do that. She didn't want to leave everything behind and start over, but she answered the call and then goes on a journey into the belly of the well. This is where she has to grind and struggle and wait tables and work Yoli from the bottom up to get back on her feet. And then the hero returns home, changed, having learned something about herself. These were the lessons that Wendy learned in the course of the struggle. The lessons that you can do anything if you set your mind to it, right? The lessons that family is more important than anything. She's got all kinds of lessons that she can use in a purposeful way, thematically, to make her point. And that story can be redirected to serve those themes. You see what I mean? That's what the resolution of your story offers. So the hero hears a call, reluctantly answers the call, goes on a journey into the belly of the whale and struggles, and then returns home changed, transformed, having learned something about the world and herself. That, in its essence, is the hero's journey, right? So what I want you to do is sit down and think of a pivotal moment in your life and write for 10 minutes. Write about that moment, how you answered the call, the struggle you had to go through to overcome that pivotal moment, and then what you learned or how you changed. And then get on your feet and tell that story to an inanimate object, right? And then ultimately to someone you trust and you have yourself the beginnings of a rooftop story. Um, I encourage you that once you start this process, stories will start to come. Get a story journal. A good three-subject notebook will suffice and write Scott's story journal, not unless your name's Scott, but write your name and story journal on there and keep it somewhere where you can you know, reference it. And as stories come to you, birth them. Write the bullet comments into the book, the date, maybe the purpose or title, working title of the story, and then get on your feet and start telling it. Don't spend a whole lot of time grammatically writing the story. No more than 10 minutes, right? Narrative competence is a way of life. Um, and when you start to work it, things will unravel for you in a very good way. Birthing your stories is work that most people won't do, but if you'll do it, it will make you more relevant when you tell stories and when you connect with people, which means more people are gonna buy your products, more people are gonna wanna invest in you, people are gonna wanna follow you, believe in your vision, because that's where the true primal ancestral storytelling comes from and we still follow it today. We can't look away from it. If you like this kind of training, I really would love for you to join our Rooftop Leadership Mastery Community. We do a ton of this kind of work times 10. Work that's relevant, immediately applicable in your life that you can put towards your business, your sales, um, inspiring your employees, building bigger goals for yourself, ultimate performance in how you show up in life and business. Right? It's an online community that offers monthly coaching calls as a group on Zoom, access to the Rooftop University where th this kind of content goes even deeper and you learn about the real power of storytelling and even a private team room where all of our Rooftop community members hang out and interact with each other. And this is a true tribe, I'm not kidding you. We lift each other up and we train in this stuff and I put challenges out on this stuff to the community every week. So I encourage you for what it costs to eat out once a month, join Rooftop Leadership Mastery for about 50 bucks a month. The first month is a dollar, right? So you can get in there. Oh my goodness. Where are you? Rooftopleadershipmastery.com. Wait a minute. Rooftop. I'm getting smoked out here. Rooftopleadership.com forward slash mastery. <laughs> this is absolutely hilarious. And we're going to keep it running because this itself will make another story to tell. I think I'll start birthing it right now. I'll see you on the rooftop.